It's on now. I heard you click it. <laughs> I heard you. See, now I'm more aware. Now I know when you're recording me. Hi, D. Hi. I guess I'll just start it off. How are you? Uh, decent. <laughs> Why? Well, I have a story for you. You ready for this? Oh, yes. Wait, this story. Tell me. Okay. You said it wasn't bad, though. It's not bad because it doesn't concern me or Kevin directly. It's more of like an indirect kind of thing. So I'll tell you pretty much what happened and then like what, you know, actually happened for the entire course of this um, incident. And what happened was our neighbors called animal control on Boomer. What? (laughs) Why? Uh, So... Here's the thing. Yeah, Boomer's my dog. For anyone that doesn't know, and I don't think I've mentioned him before, no, like during podcasting. What the fuck? Oh, I shouldn't say that. What the heck? What? What do you mean? Okay, sorry. Go. Okay, so for anyone out there who's listening that has a dog, and you know some breeds are more like aggressive than others just by you know their temperament or whatever and growing up of course Kim can attest to this owning German Shepherd or German Shepherd mixes they become pretty protective all right what all oh, right because yeah yeah mix. okay so what happened so Boomer has this thing where he is barrier protected if that makes sense Barriers. yeah so he gets aggressive as someone's trying to come up like through our doors or through our or a dog's trying to come up to like a gate or a fence he gets barrier okay. protective yeah and so we've been aware of the of how he is for the past like as ever long we've had him you know but yeah. so here's the thing he's had not incidents but him and the dog next door, the dog next door, they would sometimes go at it. Especially, it doesn't help that our fence is a chain link fence. So, uh, yeah. And, of course, we know Boomer has this issue. And we've worked on it before. But I think part of the reason why, because, you know, when he goes outside and I see him, I mean, when I see the dog next door, I normally call Boomer in. And if I'm going to leave him out for longer periods of time, it's normally when I'm outside, like, working out. Because I know he gets like this. And when we done stuff, so I just train him with, like, a collar and different methods or whatever. And he's been better. But recently, and I've noticed this, me and Kevin, whenever we let him out, we always, like, call Boomer back in or we discipline him. But the neighbor doesn't with his dog. So... I hate Yeah, because, like, we will call Boomer in, and he will discipline him and do whatever. And then the neighbor doesn't do anything with his dog. So they had an incident. oh, my dog is perfect. Your dog is trash. Yeah. They had an incident a few nights ago, and I called him in or whatever. But the owner was, you know, which I can understand, the owner was, like, scared for his safety because, of course, they both scruffed each other up once in a while like boomer has scars on his noses and stuff like that from the dogs you know them going at it through the fence or whatever but because of that he called animal controller and boomer so here i am i was like cleaning our car rental because 
it was the same day I was bringing him back and I see a random car like pull into the driveway. I'm like, who the heck is this guy or girl, whatever. And I saw on the side of the car, it said animal control. And the guy came over and he's like, yeah, your neighbor called animal control and talked about Boomer. <laughs> did he do that before? Did your neighbor do that before like talking with you first? No. So they talked to you before, like before about the incidents with the dogs? No. Like, did your neighbor talk to you about the situations with the dogs first? No, they didn't. So that's a stupid pussy move then. <laughs> Why don't you have a freaking conversation and be like, yo, obviously we know this is an issue between not one of our dogs, but both of our dogs. Right. Instead of just calling animal. That's so lame. Give me a break. Right. So. Right. So I was talking to them. And I was telling the guy the whole story. I'm like, yeah, I know boomers like this, but half the time, and this goes for anything, not even animals. There's also another side of the story, like boomers scuffed up too. And like exactly. sometimes the neighbor doesn't bring his dog in or um, reprimand or correct his dog's actions, you know? Like it can't only be us. So in the moment- What did the guy say? Nothing. He's like, oh, we just wanted to come out here and talk to you. There's nothing, we're not gonna do anything or whatever. It's just your neighbor called. And he said, most of the time when we get these calls, it's because the people are acting emotionally. And I'm like, of course, like, I get mad when Boomer does it because we've, you know, we've been trying to correct his issue. But right. me personally, and this is the thing, I know for me personally, I wouldn't act out and call animal control. I feel like that's like no, a last that's resort. so stupid. Yeah. The first thing you should ever do is talk to the person, right? Talk to whoever right, you have an issue with. that's my point. Why didn't they go to you and be like, hey, obviously uh, we know, like, this is an issue. Because before our fence in the backyard was up, we had the chain link and Mocha would go crazy. Right. And stuff. He still does, even though he can't see anybody now. Right. But, like, like, the neighbors would bring their dogs in. Or I would bring Mocha in when the other dogs are out. Because I, I hate when he barks. It annoys the crap out of me. So, like, that's... <laughs> so stupid to me i don't like that also boomer is a cutie pie so. <laughs> right so in that situation i know that how i were act but the thing is you can't expect someone to act the same as you you can't but you do anyways <laughs> like well and i tell like the kids that i babysit for because they just got a dog and he, although their dog is very friendly and social i was like here's the thing and I tell the kids, I go, you know how your dog is going to act? You're not, you don't know how other people's dogs are going to act. Right. Because some dogs, like all dogs are lovely, but some people, some people, some dogs don't know how to act in social situations, i.e. my dog. <laughs> so like, I was like, you have to, the only thing that you can be responsible for, and you said it yourself, like, is you and your dog. Mm-hmm. That's, wow, that makes me angry. Right, yeah. That's, it's so lame, because it's like, I feel like things like that can be avoided if you just, I don't know, have a conversation with somebody. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's definitely a way to resolve this issue, you know? Totally. And we've been doing it. It's just, like, bringing Boomer in when he acts like that, or being well, aware when the dog next door is outside. And I've even been walking Boomer because we can't really take him to the dog park, you know, because we got a small car. 
and it, uh-huh. him and Winona can't well, both fit in it. But next time your neighbors are outside, you should be like, "Yo," <laughs> I would be like, "Excuse me, this is what we're not gonna do is call right. animal control for no reason, right?" And people's time. <laughs> you should do that. You want me to come over there and do that? Sure, go ahead. I, you don't think I will? <laughs> Please give me a break. That's so lame. Right. It's just it's frustrating. For two reasons. One, like, we've been working Boomer through this issue. And it, like, comes and goes with waves. Because, okay, when we had the Jeep here, I would take him to the dog park, like, almost every day. So he wouldn't have to go outside in the backyard. But now well, since he has... like an old dog. Yeah. He's nine years old, ten years old. Like, it's not easy to teach yeah. old dogs new tricks. Like Right. And the dog next door is two. Like... It's different. All right. Oh, that makes me angry. That, I want to punch the air. And I the get thing mad is, the, air. the thing is, like, we take him to the dog park and stuff, and he's way better, like, at the dog park and stuff than he ever was when we first he's got him. Dog gives off bad vibes, because dogs can give off certain vibes. Yeah, I think that's part of the issue, but it comes down to, like you said, you don't know what the owner or the other dog is going to do. Like the fact that I don't see the owner correcting the dog's behavior. Huh? Is it a small dog? No, it's a. (laughs) I don't want to be stereotypical, but the dog's a pit bull. So. We love pit bulls. Yeah, we love pit bulls, but I know they can be protective. That's probably just what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we had Jasmine and she was like, she wouldn't really. Jasmine wouldn't start a fight, but she would finish a fight. Yeah. And she had a very good perception right. of people and other animals, which is funny because some of the people that I don't associate with now, she didn't like them. <laughs> Just saying. Isn't that crazy? Right. I'm like, because. So, 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 for example, we go to the dog park, and if I have both dogs. Winnie has no perception at all of dogs. Like, she'll do no. the whole, like, oh, what happened the other day, right? She was trying to be friendly to that pack of three or four dogs, right? She was trying to be friendly or whatever, but she doesn't know perception, so they ganged up on her. And... Neither do you. <laughs> you don't We're not talking about me. We're talking about Winona, little baby Winona. Winnie not know peripheral, peripheral vision or whatever? <laughs> or, like... But, she, she she just want want to be friends with all dogs, but I guess they weren't giving like her the vibes, you know, the bad Cookie vibes. Does the same thing. Cookie, my other dog, Cookie does the same thing. Like she's a stri- like she was a, a stray, she was rescued, so she doesn't she's afraid of human beings, which is fair. But she loves dogs. But when some t- she can't doesn't catch the vibe of other dogs, so. Literally, we were at the park one time, and Cookie will go up to any dog. Like, she'll cry if she doesn't. Like, she wants to say hi to them, which is so cute. But there's this literally this one dog we were passing him. This dog is barking in her face, like, barking, barking, barking. And some dogs just aren't good with... They have to check them out first, I think. But this dog is barking at her. And she's, like, trying to go up to the dog. I'm like, no, Cookie, get over here. Move. No. You know? Yeah. Yeah, Winnie's the same way. So... Since she's bad with it, that's why, I mean, it's not right that an owner 
allows the their dogs to get to the point where they're ganging up on one dog. And she was trying yeah. to defend herself, but literally there was dog coming in at her at every angle, you know? Mm. Which, I mean... Well, when he's a top chick, she can get him. I know, but, like, they were twice her size, coming at her, three dogs. Like, I don't blame her for trying to defend herself, you know? Yeah. But in that That's type of... Kind of iffy, I think. Yeah, sometimes. but in that type of situation, she she's not good at telling like what dogs are good or bad. Now, when we bring both of them, Winnie would go up to someone, but if that dog is giving bad vibes, Boom Boomer will intervene and stop them because he's a good perception of like the bad vibe type of dogs. Mm-hmm. Also, too. If sometimes if he notices Winnie's going too hard on a dog that can't, you know, keep up with her or whatever, he'll stop her, you know? Yeah. He's like the grandmaster, eh? Oh, for sure. I feel like people need, I feel like dogs need to help people, like, know when there's, like, fake bitches around. You know what I mean? That would help. Right. I think also, too. Am I right, D? Right. I think also, too, owners just need to be more of aware of their dog's actions and just make, you know, yeah, corrections. Like, some dogs some dogs just don't vibe. And, like, they just don't. Right. Right. And you should oh be God. more aware... Left. You should be more aware of your own dog's actions because it's easier to control your own dog than anyone else's. I said that. God, you are just like mom. <laughs> You literally, I will say something, and you, you too, will claim that you came up with it through your third eye psychology <laughs> subconscious mindset, and you will claim it. And I will be like, I told you this. I'm not claiming it. I just like I reiterating. Like, I don't know. Five minutes ago, <laughs> or maybe you just have awful memory, like mom. Is that what it is? <laughs> you know what, what it could be. Like I can't even tell at this point. Do I look pale on camera? Uh, you're one side where the light source is. <laughs> I got a new um, contour palette that's coming in, eh? Very excited. Because my other one is like three years old. Which isn't good. That sucks. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, they can't really... That's lame. You. <laughs> hey, neighbor, come talk to me. <laughs> I told you it was stupid. Yeah, but I didn't think it was like that. <laughs> what did you think I it was? I honestly thought it was somebody from our family. <laughs> <laughs> no. No one talks okay. to me. Well, no, you don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> There's a difference. We don't want to talk to any of them. There comes a certain point with family where you're obligated to, like, spend time together. I guess in our case, because we're, like, we were children, and so we have to hang out. Don't get me wrong. They're all right. But, like, do I want to talk to them, like, on my own will? No. Not at all. (laughs) Well, I think for us, too, is that no one tries to connect with stuff we like. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, well, if you don't like fart jokes, then you're not cool. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like, okay, I'm not like, 12. I feel like, right. But I feel like people, like, our cousins that we, like, talk to, they don't talk. <laughs> yeah, that too. You, like, just don't talk. They have, like, this awkward, like, because mom, 
mom was like, oh, because I was like, mom, I'm like, this cousin in particular, because I'm not going to say who, their name. I'm like, they don't talk like ever. And she, she goes, they talk to me. I go, they don't talk to me. <laughs> and we're, like, we're all around the same age, but it's like, I think only Chris is the one who's like social and like talks to people. Right. The other one, they don't. <laughs> They'll just stand there and just like try to be bros and like grow it up. I'm like, bro. <laughs> bro. Jim bro. bro. Come on, bro. Come at me, bro. <laughs> and it's like, I, I, I don't want to talk to any of you. Yeah, no. Not I at all. I just can't. But I thought it was that. <laughs> no. No. Okay, I think there's like a tornado happening outside. Because <laughs> the house just shook. So. <laughs> also, I might throw up in the middle of this podcast. We'll have to see. Why? I feel like I'm going to... Oh, I just thought of this. Everyone, I just want to let everyone know, Kim caved. She ordered DoorDash. I caved. Wait, did I talk about it on here? Yeah, you did. We talked about it. I'll be honest. I don't remember anything that I say after we have these episodes. (laughs) I really don't. I did. Oh, I caved. But I wanted salad. Okay, I caved. It was healthy. (laughs) So you still caved. I'm glad. Well, if anything, I deleted it right after. Oh, sure. I just well, listen. I just like spent. I accidentally ordered something on my credit card instead of my gift card, so I'm not buying anything anytime soon. <laughs> but I caved. Yep, she caved. I knew it wouldn't last. <laughs> well, you live and you learn. <laughs> I guess. I deleted it. It's fine. It's gone. Oh my god, my knee is killing me. Um. That sucks. Gonna stare at me? No, I thought you had something to say. I don't have anything to say. Really? That's a first. <laughs> no. Are you sure I don't look pale on camera? I told you it's coming from where the light source is. <laughs> oh my god, it's so dark now. Okay. Oh my god. Um. <sighs> what is it? Um. So. <laughs> You want to hear something else that's funny? It's not that funny, but you know how I always, like, have incidents of deja vu? Yes. <laughs> so, when we were recording the podcast with Paige, literally in the middle of the podcast, I was experiencing deja vu. And Why? I... I don't know. Maybe I've dreamt us doing the podcast or something, but literally in the middle of the podcast, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, what is this? And I have a lot of deja vu moments with you, and I don't know (laughs) why. Because you're stuck with me forever. Oh, that's right. God bless. (laughs) Aren't you excited to be stuck with me forever? Um, well, yeah, now I am. <laughs> now? What do you mean now? What does you know, that mean? Younger me, like five-year-old me, probably wouldn't because I was so sweet to you and you were so mean to me. Too bad. <laughs> well, if anything, I think old us is just, we've teamed up and we just gang up on mom now, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She gets offended. 
I know. She gets so butthurt. <laughs> she really does. She's like, you that... guys are being mean to me. I'm leaving. Remember when she almost left the house? Oh, when I was home? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm leaving. You guys are being mean to me. Like, Mom, we're, making, like, we're joking around. <laughs> half the time we're joking around. Yo, half, how half... Come nobody in our family can take an effing joke? I don't know. Please. <laughs> Well, most of the time, we're actually, like, saying something that if she, you know, speaks her mind, you normally can't say out in public. Well, it's not that we're, well, in those most instances, instances, we're not making fun of her. We're just, like, my mom, she'll say things and it'll just come out the wrong way. Mind you, like, she doesn't say things to these people that she's talking about, but she'll say to us and I'm like, mom, you're, you can't say it like that. Like, and, and it's like, we understand what you mean, but if you say it a certain way, it's going to be offensive. She's <laughs> like, and then sometimes she'll just say stupid crap, like, off the top of her head. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. But it's just, whatever. She's like, but don't you understand what I mean? I'm like, I get what you mean, but you can't say it like this, okay? Because <laughs> you will get in trouble. Yeah, and I'm just we're here for you. Maybe she should. You know what, Mom? Maybe just get in trouble. See if I care. <laughs> That's how she'll learn. Yeah, right? I mean, listen. She I mean, she takes everything that I tell her, so she'll be fine. <laughs> but, oh my god. But yeah. So, so what else is going on? Nothing. But I have a question for you. What? Did you finish watching The Witcher? No. <gasps> I haven't worked out, so no. <laughs> Maybe I'll finish today. I say, quote, finish. Finish, it. finish your preliminary watch of the season and then watch I it again. I, I, I have to watch it. I'm not going down the spiel again. <laughs> I have to. I finished Ink, Mas Ink Master, and that's something that I want to talk about. It's one of my topics today that I brought to the table. Okay, go for it. Um, I finished season nine, mm -hmm. ten finished both of them okay um and i want to talk about it because um i feel like danielle and i have been binge watching ink master and we're almost done because there's 13 seasons and we finished season 10 and for me a lot of in the latter later seasons that have been bothering me is this whole like strategy of the game aspect of the show because for me like the premise of the show is that you have x amount of contestants come in and they have certain challenges um where they have to tattoo and then they get judged off of their tattoo and then they whoever has the worst tattoo of the week goes home for anybody who doesn't watch it i just like and then I feel like in the beginning seasons, it was all just about who was good at tattoos, right? Would you mm -hmm. agree with that? I agree. But the more that the show has progressed and obviously had gotten popular, there's this idea of, like, strategy of the game. And for me, it's kind of hard to watch because, one, I obviously know they're amping up the drama to make it interesting. But, two, I think that... This is a show where, like, it's so unnecessary. 
<laughs> it's not a show where like the strategy of the game is important because when I think of like strategy, I think of like the challenge or like survivor or something. Right. I don't think of like a per- this particular show because ultimately whoever's gonna go home and lose are the people who aren't the best at this craft. Right. Like you're being judged on your talents rather than your polit- political like game mindset. Right. Are you gonna okay? Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for you to finish and then I'll say my piece. Um, but so my question is like, is it like, what are your thoughts on that? Also, too, like, is it a game? Like, would you consider it like a game? strategy show or would you still consider it like a tattoo competition like a competition or like a game show (laughs) um okay so i'll explain my thoughts about it and then hopefully that will help me like choose which one you're talking about but so actually recently for anyone out there that listens to other podcasts i was listening to the i'm probably going to butcher this um, the UMSO or UMSO podcast that athlete Matt Vincent hosts. And I sent you some videos from that, but he had a former contestant of Ink Master on it, um, Marissa Lauren. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was talking talking about Ink Master now, especially since, you know, Ink Master's canceled. So they're not obligated to really, like, keep secrets in it or whatever. Yeah. And she was saying that yes, it's a ro- yeah, it's a reality TV show. So, of course, they're going to amp up the drama and stuff to get people to watch. Um, but she was also saying that going in to the beginning of the season, like yes, you can tell that's this, this is one difference between um Ink Master and any other reality TV show like um like you were saying Survivor <laughs> boomers laying down his back survivor or whatever ink master you actually have something physically to look at to judge you're not judging based on the person or whatever or you shouldn't you know at in the beginning you're like it's a contest like it's not like a strategy show it's a contest like it's based off of your talents right right it's not i I just i don't know it should it should remain that way or should have remained that way because it's different where you have like people going up against people. Okay. You have something you can actually physically look at and then compare it to other tattoos. Right. Yeah. So at at the end of the day, the craftsmanship should be the only thing that matters. But when she was on the podcast, she was saying how like towards the beginning when they were starting off their season of filming, producers would be like, oh, let's record these people because they're more dramatic. Oh, like, critique this person in a certain way so they can set up those personas for those individuals. Because for anyone, if you're interested to talk to someone that actually has been on the show, I recommend, highly recommend you go listen to this podcast. She, before she went to film her season, right, she's a fitness influencer she's a bodybuilder and she doesn't wear like dressy dress type of outfits or whatever she's more comfortable in t-shirts and jeans right so 
they went, when she was going on to Ink Master for her season, they changed her whole persona. She has an accent, but they told her to, like, get rid of her accent. She has an accent? She has a southern accent. She's from Florida. Really? Uh-huh. So. Well, she did a good job hiding it. Yeah. Yeah. So, they wanted her to have this whole persona, which she wasn't. You know, and from the beginning of their season, they have in mind the producers like, okay, we want these people to go the finale. And I could, and you might be able to attest to this, season 10, you know, with the three masters, okay? It was Anthony, DJ Tombi, and Steve, right? The coaches, yeah. Yeah, the coaches. I could, I know for a fact, compared to... There are three individuals on their teams that Steve's individual was bad. Like, he was good, but he wasn't on the same... I thought Roly was good. I liked him a lot. He was good, but I think... Comparatively to the other two? Yeah, comparatively to the other two, but also... Well, and you could say that about Steve's entire team. Right, right. I think they wanted to have someone from each team in the finale. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, because also with season eight with Chris, the Nunez versus Peck, like it wasn't mm-hmm. equal. No, no, it wasn't. But I think that here's the thing. Like, I agree, like obviously everybody knows how reality television works at this point, where they have to have the personalities and the drama, and they tell people to act a certain way, and they do things to anti- like angst and antagonize somebody. But I don't think that as far as I've watched on the show that anybody's done anything that's been outright like insane crazy where it's like ruined their character in any way you know (laughs) yeah right Uh uh-huh but it seemed like especially with season 10 that they had I feel like they always have like the one person that's super super like it's like the same um what's the word they have the same criteria for each season like they have the one person who's like super 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 good and well known he's an asshole (laughs) he's so cocky and then they have the one person who's like been tattooing for like two seconds but they're really good yeah and then they have like the one person who isn't that great at tattooing but thinks they're really great at tattooing (laughs) and always fights with the judges right they always have a system of who's gonna do what yeah but it's just it's hard for me i still enjoy the show but it's hard for me to like enjoy the show especially when i see like all of those really really cocky artists and don't get me wrong they have every right to be confident in your work because i don't think anybody on the show has been like explicitly like awful yeah but for me and this is another question i want to ask you when it comes to a show like this and you have people like Josh, who had one, who I'm not saying he's not talented. He's very talented. Mm-hmm. But he was very cocky on the show. Like, mm-hmm. super like super annoyingly cocky, which I didn't like at all. Um, does his character that we see on the show, for you, would it reflect on whether you would go to him as an artist or would his work speak for himself? I, I liked... Hold on, let me think of the words to say. Because for me, like, I wouldn't. Yeah. And I'm sure he's a lovely person in real life. And I'm again, it's it's amped up for the show, but like, right. 
I'm the type I would, of... I think character is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. I think for this part, we differ because the difference between, like, the show and actually going to them in person for an appointment is that you're only interacting with them for either a certain amount of time or, like, a certain amount of appointments and then you're done. You never have to talk to the person well, ever again. So Right, but, like, these people are going on the show to brand themselves, right? Yeah. To brand their work. If I, for me, you're... Your talent doesn't mean ish if you're an a-hole. That doesn't matter. Because I think character, again, is the most important thing. So if you're agreeing with me, I understand what you're saying. But, like, you gotta if you're going to brand yourself, brand yourself as an, at least a decent human being. Because mm-hmm. if I was on a reality show, I'm not going to be that, like, bad villain guy who's okay to be the bad guy. That's just not me. Yeah, And especially if I have the talent to do so, which, again, he does and a lot of other people in that spot did, mm-hmm. then there's no reason for you to be cocky. Yeah. Yeah. I know I know. when I start to follow artists that were on Ink Masters, I follow the artists that were actually, like, humble and not cocky with their work yeah. anyways. But in a scenario where I knew the person... And, like, they were really good at their craft for a specific thing. And I was looking for that specific thing that I wanted to get done. Then Mm -hmm. I would take into consideration, okay, their art's really good. And I'm only going to be interacting with them for a certain amount of time. And then I would go with them. But I know, for me, the people I follow from Ink Master are the non-cocky ones. You know? But... No, I... Yeah, but outside of Ink Master, I'm a fan of their art speaks for themselves. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, but I don't know. It just, like, it's such a turnoff. Yeah. Because as much... Hello, mother. (laughs) As much, like, as I liked DJ Season 9, and again, I'm sure he's lovely. Season 10, he was just, like, on... He was ready to fight everybody. He was... (laughs) fighting with everybody <laughs> he was fighting and i'm like dj he stop was. you're so talented you don't need to fight with anybody <laughs> yeah. but um which team would you have been on team if, wise if we for the- season 10 yeah. anthony team steve team anthony or anthony team DJ? really why? yeah why um well for one he's very talented for not a big yeah, for They're not being a tattoo small. artist for so long. Um, he's very level-headed as a coach, I think. And he <laughs> he has good um, advice. And plus, he approached his team members with a very level head, like, in any situation. That's what I would expect from a coach. Sorry, mom's giving me food. Oh, wow. <laughs> Don't you feel special? Do you think... I agree. I think Anthony is such a sweetheart and he's very mm-hmm. talented. And I agree with your statement that he was very calming to his team, but I thought that he was. I, well, let me say this. I appreciated that when it came to judging, because part of the season was that the coaches would judge the worst, pick one of the bottom three, like one of the worst tattoos. And a lot of the times they're going to have to pick somebody on their team. And so I liked how he always kept to 
his word and wasn't biased, even though people were on his team that had bad tattoos. Mm-hmm. I think he's a, again, his character. Mom, are you really going to the bathroom with the door open? <laughs> she goes, edit that out. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> um, oh, I will. So I appreciate again because it goes back to his character. But I think that. I think he was too lenient. Too lenient? Yeah. I think he should have been more strict with a lot of stuff. Okay. Because he gave suggestions, but if that was me, my coach is coming with, like, suggestions, I'm going to take their suggestion. Like, Got would you. you, as an, I guess it depends because it, I, I'm not an artist, so I have nothing to be passionate about. <laughs> But would you, like, you do art. Like, if somebody came to you and be like, hey, maybe you should do this or don't do this, would you take the advice or try to be, like, very, not stuck in your ways, but, like, you're like, I trust myself. I know what I'm doing. I think it depends on the subject matter, you know? Like, if something I've been doing for years and years and years and someone comes up and says, oh, like, change this or change that, I will... You know, think about what they said. But again, if I've been doing it for years and years and years and been honing my craft on that specific type of work, then I'd be like, eh, when it comes to advice. Now, if it's something that I don't know anything about um, or is something I'm, you know, new in terms of drawing or whatever, then yes, I would wholeheartedly take someone's advice. Um, But I think for those type of things, it depends... on the situation because Lil D was like that he was very willing to learn he was one of the contestants on DJ's team and he was an older gentleman but mm-hmm. and he had been tattooing 25 years and I feel like the mindset about tattoos 25 years ago compared to now is a lot different mm-hmm. and so even though like maybe comparatively to other can I help you <laughs> how come I'm in a room, she has to come in the room. <laughs> Your phone charger? You want to say hello? Hello, Beauty. I like your hair. <laughs> Did you cut your bangs? No, she dusted them. Good. She just dusted them. Did you tell her that I yelled at you, yes. too? Yes. What she said? Nothing. She goes, no. She goes, you either you have them or you don't have them. But that had so many, like, broken ends. Mm-hmm. Hi, Bee. Hi. Doing? Oh, goodbye. <laughs> um, now I lost my train of thought. But that's how little, like, because the mindset behind it has changed. Yeah. But so... for him, but for him, I think it was really hard because he was in this competition mindset, and you can't learn, you know, a new style or, or whatever in the course of like three days. Right, because it's like hella stressful. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I I love Anthony. I think Anthony's great, but I think he should have been a little more, not strict, but maybe a little bit more. I think there should have been a time and place where he like would have like laid down the line and been like, "Yo, yeah," because even though he would give his advice, he had the calming demeanor, and they talked about it all the time throughout the show. I think there should have been a moment where he was like, "Listen to me," you know. Uh huh. So. But if I were to pick a team, I would have been on Steve's team. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Because I feel like if that was me, 
well, firstly, if I was on Anthony's team or DJ's team, they're closer in age to me, so I would no seriously, like I would probably more inclined to talk back to them <laughs> and be rude. I'm being uh-huh. serious and being rude, and I think that just Steve's experience alone, mm-hmm. um, for how long he's been tattooing, I think that would be more helpful for some like a younger person. Um, than maybe somebody who hasn't been tattooing as long. And I just think I would I would do better as a competitor on his team because I think as, like, I would... I don't want to say respect him more, but, like, you as an do. authoritarian figure, I would, uh-huh. like... I wouldn't be an a-hole and, like, talk back. You, you respond makes- to his type of leadership better than the other two. Yeah, and it's just because, like... I don't know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I get it. Um, I I've always said and this. I like Steve a lot. I yeah, really do. No, he's really good. And I've said this every new season of Watch of Ink Master. I think, and you probably noticed this too. Season four was the best final four they've ever had. Final four, or final three, final final four. Like they had a final three in the finale, but including. The fine, oh, like the okay, it was sausage, Halo, Maddie, and Scott. Yeah, they were the best, I, the most talented well, lineup they've ever had for you know the last two episodes. And then after that, that's when they went into all the more drama and stuff. Well, yeah, I agree with that, but I think um, season seven was pretty stacked too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true, but I still think season four they were. They were the better, like, all around. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. But who's your favorite guy and favorite... Well, we haven't finished the show, but who's your favorite guy and favorite girl? Sausage is my favorite guy. And my fa... I don't really... I don't want to say I pay attention to the girls, because I do. But I don't remember them, because there's so little women on the show. I gotta think about it. (laughs) Maybe you should remember them more then. <laughs> I know. I'm so bad. Um, you would think you would remember them more because there's not as many of them. Yeah. My favorite guy I had is Christian. Yeah. No. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, he should have won. <laughs> no oh. offense, in I just loved his... I loved his sleeve. I loved his sleeve. And I loved his back pieces in the second time he was on. Uh-huh. I just think he should, I think he's really good. Okay, so for the females, if I'm going black and gray, I'm going to go to Ryan Ashley for sure. Black and gray or yeah. line work. But for anything else, I would go to Sarah. And I know you don't like her, but she's very talented. Well, it goes back to that character thing on the show. She was just portrayed as like a, a, a crazy person. <laughs> It's not that I don't like her. It's just on the show. I yeah. Don't like her. <laughs> no, I'm telling you to talk because I'm eating. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, no. You don't understand social cues. No, I don't. You should. <laughs> um. Okay. So. I. My favorite guy and favorite girl. You just said who they were, though. Okay, who's your favorite girl? Because you said your favorite guy. Um, guess. 
guess. Is it Ryan Ashley? No. I mean, I like, I like all, I love all the angels, but it's not one of the angels. It's not. They weren't the only girls on the show. Danielle. I know, I know, but you've mentioned him a num- not him, her. You mentioned her a number of times. Um, is it Tattoo Baby? No, but I like her. <laughs> um. Oh my goodness. I was oh. excited when. Oh oh, what's her name? <gasps> With the glasses. Katie. Katie, yeah, there you go. I love her. I saw her. I'm getting a tattoo from her. I'm gonna get. Are one. you? Yeah. <laughs> she lost a bunch of weight. And she had a baby. Really? I gotta look this up. Yeah. I want to get a tattoo from her so bad. I'm gonna go to Arkansas. I'll go come? with you. Cool. Okay. What's her name? Katie. It's Katie Tattoos on Instagram. Oh. Oh wow. But her, it's. I love all the girls, but it's her portfolio is more my speed. And right. I just love her. My favorite. She's really good, too. And I loved her and Matt's um, time Team? on the show. Yeah. She looks... I mean, she doesn't look totally different, but... You have to do, like, a double take. You know? Yeah. She's, she's pretty good. She's really good. I love her. Okay. I apologize for eating, but I mean, I've done it before. Yeah, your snack, your ice cream. <laughs> I don't have any, so no snack for me. But yeah, so I finished season ten, so I'm all caught up. Woo! So uh, you're gonna pay for the rest of the seasons, yeah? Um, I said this one coming up. <laughs> yeah, but don't you rest- think it's fair to pay for the final three? No. <laughs> I think so, but what uh, what sushi roll did you get? A Philly and a shrimp tempura. Oh, I want sushi now. Well, it's oh. like it's like supermarket sushi, so it's not real <laughs> sushi. But it's actually not that bad. Where's it from, Shoprite? It's from Dearborn. Oh, okay. Dearborn has pretty good stuff. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm not like throwing up yet so (laughs) okay Um, so here's something that I totally forgot I wanted to talk to you about but I remembered and it's also kind of relevant um I don't know how much you've been following on news and I don't follow the news that much but the whole GameStop fiasco (laughs) that's been going on it has to do with like investing in GameStop stocks or whatever but that's not what I'm trying to show the store yeah the store which i don't know anything about and i'm not here to discuss that part but i wanted to ask your like your thoughts and opinion on this type of investing so another podcast i listen to on my own personal time is the hwmf podcast that has seth ferrosi who is a former bodybuilder is a multiple business owner and he runs it with his co or one of his co-owners. His name's Bob, <laughs> and he's he's a newly, I don't I wouldn't say crown, but he's a new, newly, um, not endorser either. But he's into triathlons, and he just won or not won. He just finished his first Ironman like a few months ago. Um, and he's also co-owns like some of the same businesses as him. 
and they were talking about investing and Seth was saying how he since he does cardio every day he wants to use that time to like learn something new because if you know if you waste not waste it's not wasting while but if you're on cardio yeah what while he's doing cardio yeah like listen to an audiobook or something like he oh. figured if you're doing cardio for him he does cardio like an hour a day he can use that hour instead of listening to music or something to learn something new you know or like listen to an audiobook book or whatever and he was talking about investing because yes, he has like multiple dis- businesses um, and like not just businesses, but like the podcast and like YouTube or whatever that brings in revenue. But he was looking at different ways to invest his money out, you know, because for him and I think the same way too, money comes in. If you don't touch it, it just sits there, you know, when you have other opportunities to invest. And this is something, and I thought it was so funny because I talk about it with you and he brought up the point is that when, because again, we are manifesting, um, when all this stuff, you know, takes off and potentially when within this year you make revenue from this and expand, right? I don't want the money to just sit there, you know, I want to like invest and I don't know how much you know about investing, but not a he, thing. <laughs> and he talked about this too. I rather invest in people than in like a thing, because the way my mind works like is a that compa- like a company. Not not this. So the example oh. he said or he used was like flipping here. a home. If you know, like, the people behind it, the craftsmen, the builders, like, the subject matter experts say you need your bathroom redone, you've seen the person's work, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. investing in people that way. Mm -hmm. I feel, because, again, I talked about it with you, I'm a big fan in investing people that are passionate about their craft, and you can visually see the results. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, also to, um, not only just investing, but giving back to people and organizations and helping others. I'd rather do stuff with my money that way, because in the long run, whether you're helping someone out or you're investing in someone or their company, or you're starting a company with someone that like wants to do it and you're like, yeah, sure. Go for it or whatever for both Mm -hmm. situations in the long run it's going to not only help them out because you're, you know, you're investing in their dream, you know, and you see how passionate they are, but it's going to help other people out, you know, like, yeah, like say for example. And also too, like the energy you give out is the energy you receive. Right. Right. Giving out good energy and good vibes. You're going to only get good vibes. Right. So Faye, so one thing, I, and we talked about this, that I've wanted to start business-wise is a, like a coffee shop or a coffee stand because it's... Oh, coffee nook. Yeah. A nude one? <laughs> no. No nude No nude ones. Yes. <laughs> but um, out here in the PNW, coffee stands at like the side of the road or in a parking lot or a gas station are huge. And one reason, I mean, 
I love coffee. Kim loves coffee. It's a thing. But, like, if you start a business, you're supplying jobs to people that potentially don't have any, you know? Right. So, in a way, you're using something that you're passionate about while also helping others because finding a job, and I know this firsthand right now, is hard, especially during, like, with everything going on. So, the fact... Yeah, investing in a, another business or in other people, you open up so many more opportunities for other to like others to like achieve a job. And I know like also too, don't really talk about it that much, but being a veteran, you know, it's hard for veterans to find a job, so you can provide them like a stepping stone to get another job, you know what I mean? Um yeah. But yeah, what are your, like, I know you don't know that much about investing, which is fine, well, but what are your I'm, thoughts about this topic? I think I'm, a, I mean, I think I'm pretty much on the same page as you. I think that the most, like, I think that as far as just, like, investing, I think just to, I can't even think. I think, I can't think. <laughs> um, I think just with everything that you said, because I agree with it, it's just that, for me and I know that we don't have this issue because I know that we're genuine people and I I da, 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 I don't want to keep saying I think <laughs> it's just, who was the person that was saying like invest in people instead of um Seth Ferrosi on his HWMF right. podcast cuz I agree with that because some people just invest in certain companies just to make money right, right? Mm-hmm. and I think that uh-huh. <laughs> there should be a genuineness how you uh-huh. were talking about that go inside with it. Right. Uh, and that goes from investing in people. Mm-hmm. Although, as far as like opening a coffee shop or whatever, that is giving yourself some form of revenue and a form of um, a way of living. It's also doing that for other people. And like you said, that's the most important thing. Right. No, I totally agree. Like, Mm-hmm. As long as your intent, as most important thing is that your intent intentions are there. Yeah, your intentions are good, and they're, they're not, not like bad intentions. Like they're not oh. just to make money. They're not just to be famous. They're not just for superficial BS things that are ultimately going to go away because they do. Yeah, yeah. They're big. They are for good, genuine reasons. Mm-hmm. That's the success. Because we can even question what does success mean. mean. Yeah. Different to everybody. Um, that, as long as, like, everlasting happiness that comes from helping other people and helping yourself, mm-hmm. that's going to be the su- success that stays. I exactly. Um, also, also on this topic, which is very relatable, um, I was listening to a snippet from um, Joe Rogan's podcast, and he was talking. I don't know who he was talking I to. I listen to no podcasts. I, should, I know. Should I? You you need to broaden your horizons, Kim. You need to like expand your mind. But whatever. I remember when I said I got those audiobooks, I haven't even like um, listen to listened. them. Yet I will though. <laughs> if I do that, I'll do it in the car. Okay. But anyways, so I was listening to a snippet from Joe Rogan's podcast, and they were talking about famous people. And he made this comment because a good handful, almost all, and I don't, I don't know this for sure, but a good handful of famous people, after they 
gone through like their breakthrough and get a lot of roles, they end up becoming rich, right? Yeah. And Joe Rogan made this comment, which I think is so true. He said, "I'd rather be rich and anonymous, uh, anonymous than rich and we famous." We can't talk, can we? No. We can't fucking talk. Yeah. He said he'd rather rather be rich and not well known than rich and famous. Yeah, because there's a price to pay. Mm-hmm. I think just to becoming to being famous, not necessarily rich. Right. Right. And I think that can be resort back to is that you know like take for example um i mean okay so look at Dwayne the rock johnson right he's Uh in all these movies and stuff but he also has opened up multiple different companies you know so he has he's hella rich (laughs) yeah he has multiple different sources of revenue so when the day when he doesn't become famous he still has ways to make a living but when you become rich i also think that goes with being like strategic about your work and right right um because say for example like so say we use us as an example right when the podcast gets out and more and more people listen you know, and we, you know, earn revenue through this. This will be, you know, one source of revenue and say someone asks us to the, like partake in like a video or whatever. It because we will want to and we're passionate about it, but we're not slowly yeah. relying and depending on that, you know, video or whatever. You know what I mean? Like money wise? Yeah. 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 No, I just, it, it, I think... It's just because people become money hungry and it's just, it's not right. attractive. Right. And then, but also too, then they're stuck with, okay, like, I have to act or do something in this role because that's where my money's coming from. What do you mean? Like, like we said, The Rock has multiple different companies, so he can do yeah. whatever projects he's passionate about. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Because he's not necessarily relying, like, his money is, his eggs are going in more than one basket. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hi. We know is here. Hi. Hi. Hi, Winnie. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. She still has, okay, there she goes. Um, Yeah. His, the term I like to use is his hands are in multiple different cookie jars. Yeah, which is, I think, just smart and strategic. Oh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but. <gasps> Ow! I think that also, too, like, I don't know, self-promote, like, just investing in yourself, too, mm-hmm. is important, too. Are you too distracted by Winnie? No. Well, she scratched me in the face, so that wasn't fun. Oh. Are you bleeding? No. No, I'm not bleeding. Maybe your hey, that's not are... yours. Winona. Maybe your dogs are very violent. That's not yours. Um, Winona, I'm busy. Go lay down. <laughs> Get lost, kid. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Mom's in the background making so much noise anyways. <laughs> I can't even hear. Good. (laughs) Uh, 
Do you have anything else on the docket for today? Do I have any? Uh, do I? Um, do I? Let's see. Uh, well, I mean, we kind of talked about it, but I had read an article for class that talks about, um, it was a New York Times article talking to uh, psychologist Daniel Gilbert, who mm -hmm. um, specifies in, like, psychological happiness mm -hmm. and the pursuit of happiness and through the article and kind of what he was say saying was that and we kind of already talked about it a little bit but saying that when it comes to certain things that we think are going to happen we always overestimate the impact that it's going to have on our emotions right He's going to keep saying right every five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it just kind of talks about that, how we think that certain things like are going to be like, it's going to ruin your life and you're going to be miserable mm -hmm. forever. And it's just not um, realistic. And it kind of talks about realistic emotions instead of overestimating them and it also talks about a lot of other things like materialistic satisfaction which you already kind of talked about um the difference between like a minor inconvenience mm -hmm. in relation to a bigger traumatic experience because ultimately when little things happen we're like oh it's if, it's like it's like the which one the lesser lesser of two evils mm -hmm. and ultimately you're going to pick the lesser one but it's still like it's okay for it to be still a pain in the ass, even if it's in your mind, it's less significant pain in the ass. Right. And it just talks about that stuff. So I just thought it was interesting, but we already kind of talked about just like the pursuit of happiness in general, because I think it's all relative. Mm -hmm. Success is all relative. Um, and for me, it just success for me is just being happy. Mm -hmm. It's not about money or no. fame or having things it's just about being happy what are you doing y'all are so annoying bro <laughs> it's just about being happy but right. that's kind of i feel like we were on the same same wavelength when we were like thinking up these ideas or like reading these articles well i had to read it for class because as like an icebreaker and because my professor was like what is something that you thought I forgot what the question was but it was along the lines of what's something that you thought like was gonna make you happy or wasn't or something that you didn't think was gonna like make you happy or something that you thought was gonna be a huge deal and it actually wasn't mm -hmm. um so I, I said that and use like different terms from the article um i talked about certain impact bias when i was transferring to college Mm -hmm. because my mindset in high school it was very pessimistic I had no idea what I wanted to do I didn't even w want to go to college um, and my experience with school just wasn't a really good one as far as like academics and stuff I was it's not that I wasn't a bad student or I did bad things it's just that I didn't enjoy school, high school in particular because it was just so forced mm -hmm. right and I think too the high you can agree with this the high school we went to is a very advanced high school and it's education that it's hard and it's very competitive and so when you're competing with all these elites and you're like 
you get a B and these people get an A and you're just like, and you get patronized for it. It's like, come on, I'm just a human being. So it really, that kind of ruined my experience with education and I didn't value the, the experience of having an education and going through the process. So I was talking about in my intro, my introduction post was like, I was very pessimistic when I um, transferred. I I didn't want to. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And that would frustrate me too because I was like, how do these like 16-year-old kids know what the F they want to do for the rest of their lives? <laughs> I do not get it. I don't get it. Like how well, do my friends know what they want to do? How do they know want to do this or want to do that? I don't know. I still don't know. Like I have no idea. And I'm 22. I have no idea. And I thought that was a problem. It's not a problem. Mm -mm. Um, But I went to community college and I found that my experience at college was hella different than my experience in high school, just because the different people, the different scheduling, like I can make my own schedule. I can pick classes that I actually want to take. I'm picking things that I actually like. I have teachers or professors that I actually think are really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And it's my choice in being there. I'm not forced to be here. And so I found a love through education. And now that when I'm in school, I really enjoy it. And beforehand, this impact bias to like, this is going to be a waste of my time. It's going to ruin my life because it has been for the past 18 years, right? Mm -hmm. And that just completely changed just because of different circumstances. But that's what I was talking about in my introduction post. But that coincides with that article. But I think that um it goes with the pursuit of happiness because i never thought that i would be happy about getting a degree or getting two degrees my bad getting two degrees and like going to school and actually enjoying it yeah you know yeah so when it comes to the pursuit of happiness this is what my thought my thoughts about it is is that the pursuit of happiness is your own journey and your happiness matters above like anyone else's you know you know what i mean like say for example you're in a relationship with someone you should not be seeking happiness from that person you need to be happy with yourself your own thoughts your own feelings before you get into a relationship with anyone else they should just be there to like enhance your happiness you know um I don't think, and of course, this is just my personal opinion, getting happiness from materialistic items is a th- like should be a priority or a thing because, you know, when you get older and stuff, you may not be able to use that specific item and uh, it's not really going to matter whether you have it or not later on in life, you know? And also, too, and I realize this, that you shouldn't go back to seeking happiness in people and the, you shouldn't do that because also too, like say for example, you're in a relationship with someone, right? And they make a promise to you and you're relying so much on this promise to be fulfilled, but they're also human beings. So what if they don't fulfill that promise and you were relying so much of your happiness on that specific promise you know um Mm -hmm. and then you're just let down and you're sad because they didn't fulfill what they set out or said that they were going to do so i think when it comes to pursuit of happiness 
you need to consider your own happiness first. And then once your happiness is fulfilled or is like at a full or you're working on it, then all the residual stuff um, can flow into your happiness in a relationship or your happiness in your job or whatever. And I know people are scared to do this because they might have never done it say, before. People don't. They rather avoid it than not avoid it. Yeah. So they rather avoid it. And if you're not happy about some aspect of your life, do something about it. You know, yeah. if you're not happy at your job, leave it or get another job. If you're not happy with a specific person in your life, like talk to them or like Cut do something out. about it. Yeah. Do get something about it. You know, because at the end of the day, your happiness comes first. Right. I think that, and I find that every year that ultimately I always weave my way going through all of these, and I already talked about it before, but going through these little trials and tribulations that really have questioned what is important to me as far as friendships and relationships and schoolwork and my career and my life. Um, and it's just, I feel like every year, at least for me, that always... The things that make me happy just slim down a little bit. Because mm -hmm. all the other BS is just washing away. Because I know for me, like... It got awkwardly quiet. Hold on. <laughs> is she done um, doing whatever she was doing? She's on the phone. <laughs> um, I'm in my office, and the office doesn't have a door. So I can't just close the door... You should put in a petition to fix that. <laughs> Get yeah, like, we don't have a door in the office because we don't, like, it's not a room. I mean, it's a room, but, so, like, mom can hear everything that I'm saying, but <clears throat> she's talking. Mom, you're talking very low. I can hear you. Um, but, yeah, I just find that me, like, I always, these, I think the universe works in, a way where every year the more I mature the more that I keep the things that are important to me and let go of the things that aren't or serve me I always say if something doesn't serve you don't don't give it time mm -hmm. you know yeah. um, and I was talking about it today with Lauren because we went out to eat for brunch instead of working out and because I kind of went through that a month ago with some like friends that were really really close to me and I had known them for a really long time and she was asking me about it the whole situation I was like here's the deal because I'm not I don't want to talk about this and frankly I don't want people to keep asking me about this because it's I don't care and two it's annoying but I was like at the end of the day the reason that you don't see me picking up my phone and texting this person and this person and this person is because one at a certain point I knew that I don't know when it was it was some point in high school I don't know it's because I met people and had friends in my life that were a lot more like me and could tell that they were invested in like our friendship and just being there for me or two just me being mature but I knew that I wasn't going to be friends with certain people for longer than said or expected um and i just thought i would get older like get a job be an adult and then you just see each other at high school reunions because that's just the way sometimes life works right 
but I literally told her, I was like, it just didn't happen that way. It just, it had to happen this way because I think I would have just like stayed in that one-sided friendship that I don't want to be in essentially, but I'm staying in it for own selfish reasons and that's not doing me anything. But I said, here's the reason why I'm not picking up my phone is because that entire relationship, that friendship, I felt insecure about the friendship. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't. Right. And that goes in regards to any relationship. Like, you shouldn't feel insecure about what <clears throat> someone else is doing or what someone else says that they're going to do, but they don't actually do it. Like, and time and time again, they disappoint you. So they can talk crap about me and be really shady and whatever. I don't care because at the end of the day, I left and this goes back to the pursuit of happiness or whatever that BS is, is because it wasn't making me happy and I need to make myself happy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't you, baby. It was me, okay? Blame, <laughs> I'll blame myself. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it's like a... It's a... Like, it comes down to being, you know, a spiritual type of mindset, too. If you're happy, yeah. all that residual extra happiness will flow into other parts of your life. So you have to put your happiness first. Yeah, it's just like, I don't care. I don't care. I just think it's hard for some people to let go. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. issue number one. And plus, again, like we said, everybody goes on their own journey. But I think that it, you, sometimes you just really have to sit down and, like, figure yourself out. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I, I watched somebody, and they were like, the longest relationship you have with someone is yourself. Yeah. So, make it a good one. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I don't know, that's my little um, preachy moment for everybody. <laughs> People um, ain't shit. Don't hang out with them. And that's the short, uh, very blunt version. <laughs> yeah, that's like the the um i don't know if they're not doing anything for you leave them because they (laughs) are rude and selfish anyways (laughs) that's the kim version like the kim blunt version stupid birthday presents for your birthday (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness gracious Uh, you crack me up their birthday gift back to give to your best friend because not because you're shady, it's just because you're cheap. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. You crack me up. Oh, well, I don't care. Please give me here's the thing. And also too, I don't care because I don't do it I did I don't do anything wrong. Unless I do something wrong, I apologize. Like I said with Dana, I give it six months and then I will apologize. Just let me be petty for six months and then I will apologize. You know? Yeah. That's just I how it. I operate. <laughs> it's how Kim works. So for anyone out there, people, not everybody. <laughs> like not this time, but <laughs> I feel like I just contradicted everything that I just said. <laughs> I feel like you did. I do. Like find yourself and like get rid of like shitty people, but also like sometimes <laughs> that you were really petty and then you apologize and you become friends again. It's only sometimes. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's only <laughs> it is that a lot, only though, sometimes, myself. you know. What? Yeah, I agree. It's only sometimes. Like Dana is a good 
um right good comparison but like she matured a lot mm-hmm. like at least from what the point that i n- know her she definitely matured a lot not that she wasn't mature before yeah. but but you That's- you matured also because it takes a lot of guts to apologize for something like in general i've said this to a lot of people i've been like a a supervisor figure too i made this comment once and people just looked at me strange but it's true it's like it's easier to lie and harder to apologize you know because it's the easy way out or it's easy nobody nobody wants to admit that they're wrong nobody wants to look at themselves as the bad guy yeah exactly so it's easier to like point fingers at someone and be like, you did this, blah, 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 when in actuality, you did it, right? But no one wants to admit to themselves that they were the reason that stuff happened. So it's when easier to I, put blame. Anytime that I've apologized, like for the instance with Dana, I, I never apologized for um, what I said. I apologized for how I went about it. Right. And then I explained, this is why I felt this way is because of X, Y, and Z. Because mm-hmm. I still, in that moment, that's that's what I felt mm-hmm. at that moment. But the way I went about it was really harsh and rude and mm-hmm. frankly selfish. Um, and so I apologize for that. But I, I still mean what I, I felt, if that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. I think... Yeah, I just... You should you as a me should have delivered it in a more empathetic and probably yeah. not as like rude. Yeah. Because like conversation. Yeah, I know you've matured from the situation because a you realized. Yo, I don't even know. Like I don't even know what happened. So <laughs> I don't even remember. Like, what do I have to be petty about? I don't. Yeah. It's not even in my brain wave. Okay. Yeah, like. I think it shows a sign of maturity when you recognize, you know, what you've done wrong in this situation. Because, like you said, you felt that way. It's just the way you delivered it and delivered, not some, a lot of people deliver what they mean, but have it fueled by their emotions. And your emotions can make something look a hundred times worse than it actually is. Yeah, and also, too, certain emotions can mask other emotions. Like, ultimately, I said these things because I was upset that, that like, our fr- I felt our friendship was, like, MIA. But, mm-hmm. again, I, was, I, did, I masked that with anger. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No, I've done similar things. Um, but, yeah, it shows a lot of maturity that you're like, oh, wait. Like, why did I act like this? You know, and the fact that you reached out to have a legit conversation with her. You didn't hold back on how you were feeling. You still told her, but you told her in a better manner. Yeah. And also, I'm like, dude, I don't even... You know what's funny? When we were talking, because I reached out to her on Instagram. And then I was like, we both deleted each other's numbers. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, here's my number because... um. I was like, can I have your number again? Because Miss Pettyboots deleted. She goes, it's fine. I deleted too. I go, that's so iconic. <laughs> talk about the situation. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Some people just... I don't know. But 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Lo, do you have any words, Lo? I don't think he does. <laughs> He's trying to get, my like... My is sitting on my computer. <laughs> Buddy. Buddy, what are you doing? <laughs> Go away. Kim's cat voice, everyone. Every time we podcast, I, I'm about to go work out, and then I do it for, like, ten minutes, and I get so <laughs> bored. Because I do. don't have my treadmill. Are you supposed to work out after this? Yeah. <laughs> Are you I going to? I'm gonna. I'm gonna try, because I have it in, like, a couple days. Oh, my goodness gracious. You need a motivation partner. I will... Yeah, I know. I might have one. I thought I thought Lauren was it until you told me you didn't work out this morning. It's twenty degrees outside. Oh boo hoo! And plus, she already worked out. Oh. She's a try. She's like, yeah, I'm up. I just came back from the gym. It's eight o'clock in the morning. I go, you're so insane. With a broken foot. With a broken foot. Like, get get real. Come on. I uh, I can't wait to have her on. I know she's very excited. Is she really? Yeah. No, she's not. She's actually very bummed about it. <laughs> she's like, she has to feel awesome. No, she's excited. <laughs> How long have we been going, Dee? Uh, Get off your phone. I'm ordering food, okay. A. B, we've been going for almost an hour and a half. Okay. What are you ordering? Chinese. Oh, fatty. I'm, I'm huh? I didn't have any lunch. What do I want? I don't have any lunch. Um, is this a good place to stop? I think so. What cool. do you think? I think so too. We'll end it on a on a high note. On a high note. What's a? Is that the high note? Or are we gonna say a high note? Are we gonna sing a high note? <laughs> 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 Okay. Should I talk about my um my brand partnership? <laughs> I thought you wanted to. I did, but the conversation didn't get around to it, so oh. it's irrelevant now. <laughs> but I mean, we'll talk about it next time. Okay. Yeah, save stuff for next time. Wow, this is you know. Can you? Can you I'm sorry. I'm hungry. <laughs> can you focus? Okay. Okay. I'll focus for two minutes. Focus for two minutes. You you'll you'll eat when you you die. <laughs> Thanks for listening to my giant spiel, everybody. <laughs> Which one? There was multiple all, in this. <laughs> all the all spiels. <laughs> all the spiels. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. We really do. So, on the next podcast, we're actually going to have another guest. Which are we putting them out in this order? I mean, if we don't, I can just cut this out. (laughs) (laughs) If we're being honest, if we don't, I'll just edit this out. No, it's okay. No, do it in this order. It makes it easier. (laughs) Okay, Okay. who's our next guest? Monica. It's someone that Kim doesn't know. No, but did she schedule it? Um... She says Saturday. I have to confirm the time with her. This Saturday? Yeah. 
uh, I didn't get a notification. Because I have Monica. to schedule the time with her, and then I'll send oh, it. Okay. Well, let me know because I'm actually going out Saturday morning. Oh, are you? Well, I mean, our morning is not your morning. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm very excited. I know someone that Kim doesn't know. I'm excited. She takes pictures of like naked men, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, that wasn't on purpose. Anyway, that was on accident. No, we'll save it for next week. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. And goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>